This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. David Housel described it best, we are living the whole of the Auburn experience. It encompasses a wide variety of things, obviously a lot of sports, obviously there's academics built in with the university, their experiences in a little town on the plains, but all across the country and across the world. But no matter how you slice it up, you can sum it up in this, our sports, our culture, and of course, our family. And because it's all about the Auburn family, we've got to have some family members in here to do the show. I'm your host, Kyle Loomis. In chair number two tonight, we are missing somebody. Mr. Austin Scott out a little bit under the weather today. Really fought hard to be here, but I think we had to kind of make him realize how sick he was. (laughs) So we are glad to welcome back one of our guests previously when we've had to have somebody fill in, Mr. AJ Richardson of the No Huddle podcast here on E2C Network. AJ, welcome to the show. Yeah. Once again, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, I've, I've said it every time, but I love this this concept because obviously football is our headliner of what Auburn fans typically pay attention to. And more recently, basketball as well. But as we know, it's way more and way bigger than that. And that's what we love to talk about here is not just the big sports. It's everything else. And hey, who knows? This is kind of a bye week still. It's, you know, we're coming out of a bye week. And who knows what you know fun we'll get into on on this uh, podcast slash YouTube live stream. You know that's an interesting way to think about it because we call the bye week the one where you don't play, and we always call it as you lead up to the next game. Like this would be LSU the, week. Yeah. It's so, like LSU hate week or whatever. Right, but we're still kind of in that weird mode of it's still that lull of we didn't have any Auburn football. Nobody's blood pressure hopefully went up this week related to Auburn things. Nope. So it's it just went down. Of, it, <laughs> it went down. I actually got invested in some football games, which I, I, I was shocked with, but I also got disappointed by a lot of them looking at you, Kentucky. We talked about that a little bit on the no huddle show, by the way, I was a guest on the no huddle podcast this week. So we're just kind of switching it all the way around. We didn't plan it that way. It just happened. Both of us needed, co-hosts that were out this week yep and here we are so basically you could just say we're each other's leftovers is that fair to say aj yeah pretty accurate you weren't my first choice wow and that's the end of the show goodbye to that host uh (laughs) co-host so with that in mind i was told that you actually did some homework and have a 53 for us i do because it's episode 53 so as with tradition, as Austin Scott typically does, I'll kind of take his role here. I was looking up top players that you may or may not know that were 53. So I'm sure I'm missing some basketball players that might be thrown in there, but I'll mention at least one that you probably do know. Gunnar Britton, offensive lineman for Auburn right now. That's like the gimme. Come That's on, give, give, give me something bigger than that. Come on. Okay. So another one, and this was another football because 53 is kind of a weird number anyway, like to find. I'm sure Gunner doesn't feel that way. I mean, yeah, but he's an offensive lineman. So he gets picked like these weird high numbers. Right. Uh, The long snapper from 2016 to 2022, and he kind of played a little bit off and on. uh, Clark Smith. I don't know his name, but he was an academic SEC honor rollie. So honorable mention there that is probably the most obscure one sorry clark if you see this uh 
<laughs> that's making me think of Christmas vacation. You serious, Clark? Like <laughs> all, of, all of those type of references. But you did your homework. You went yeah. and got us a relevant one, like a like a timely one. Yep. But also one that's kind of out there. So so well I'm done. The, I did have a couple. Well, at least one fun fact. I'm right, just drop them in. Let's go. So Gunner Britton, obviously a transfer from Western Kentucky. He, he's already got his degree, so he's kind of just in grad school right now. He is a leap year baby. How did you, you know, know that? that? How do you did you just look at his just, date? It was, like, yeah, it was on the you know February 29th. Was wow, yeah, I guess that is right. I was trying to think like, well, it only comes around for every four years. Yeah. So I think that's creepy for Gunner. I know his uh, father John sometimes watches the show. So John, apparently we're doing research on your son. So <laughs> But that's you did your homework this this week. I, I'm impressed. <laughs> like Austin, you you gotta hurry back here. Someone's running for your job at this point. That's what I'm hearing right now. <laughs> well, let's let's get into a little potpourri here with our time left in segment number one. Um, obviously, there is a lot going on right now in terms of fall sports are full swing, universities full swing. We we just just address this. this is off the top of my head. How about this fall weather, y'all? How about mm. when we return to campus, which will be still two weeks away, if those of you that are coming to the Ole Miss game, well, I haven't looked. Maybe it is going to warm back up. But what I'm hoping for is a cool 55-degree morning with a high of about 75 during the day. And I'm hoping for a nighttime game, which it's probably not going to be. It's going to be our luck against Ole Miss. How about this fall weather? There's nothing better than a beautiful Auburn campus in the fall. Would you agree, sir? It is uh, very – Beautiful. And and not to mention, like, I still feel like there's very few places that have and just this amazing of a, I don't know, season because it's just so hot. And then it finally starts going down. And guess what? We're right there now. And then on top of that, we have incredible sunsets in Auburn. So, oh, man, the sunsets. You Stop. add all that. I mean, orange leaves, orange sunsets. Come on. I have Too hot good. flashes here. My goodness. Wow. <laughs> Now, look, look, there's one shot on campus that I've taken before that I'm going to try to recreate. The problem is, is you got to wait till the students are done for the day on Friday. So I'll probably try this on Ole Miss and you got to have good lighting, but it's right there on the main concourse, you know, Haley and then the student Melton Sooner Center now where all the trees line along that. And if the, the leaves are like falling and they've changed colors and you get the right angle there, that is just one of the best shots of campus. So I'm going to try to recreate that just for you, AJ just so you can have that view. Just so when Do you it. see that picture pop up, it does know I'm thinking of you. <laughs> Appreciate <laughs> if, it. If that makes you feel special. I know there's one thing um, out there, kind of just quick hitting news stuff that maybe you wanted to discuss about baseball. Yeah. So if you haven't heard all the different news around baseball uh, in their stadium itself. So Obviously, baseball has become a much bigger thing, and we've been consistently a lot better with, under Butch Thompson. But he's bringing in some stuff that you know he was at Mississippi State. What what did he like? If you've ever been to Mississippi State's baseball stadium, which I've been to a couple of times now, it is like a minor league baseball field. Yeah, that has so many different avenues of like family areas to you know, the higher end, you know, top seating to like the regular student section. It's got everything. And so you can tell Butch Thompson is taking what he used at Mississippi State over to Auburn. Auburn, if you want to go look at some of the, I think Auburn baseball, Twitter and Facebook, they posted some videos. It is 
really cool. Now, of course, right now it's kind of bare bones. It's in construction zone, but if you can just like put on a little bit of imagination, uh, it's, it's amazing. You can tell that that extra little bit that they're working on right now, that'll be ready for the baseball season coming up. That's going to be really cool for, you know, the, the people that get to experience it. It's kind of like in my, my mind, if you've ever gone to like the, what do they call it in the Braves game? It's like the Delta zone where they have like, you know, food under the stadium that you can go to. And essentially like, I don't think it's free. Usually they, I don't know about Auburn, how they're going to do it, but it's really, and, and you literally are going to walk out and see like the baseball field. Like that's going to be really cool um, for a lot of these uh, fans. You know, now that we're getting better at baseball over the last you know four or five years, it's, you know, going to be something that I feel like Auburn fans are going to start even migrating even over more to baseball because of these cool experiences, not to mention, you know, by 20, I think 2024, 2025, one of those is they're going to have, you know, the big green giant, all the stands up there. Um, They've already started on some of it and like the right field and got that built. But, you know, it's things like that that are just going to make that fan experience just that much better. Yeah. It's going to be exciting over the next few years to watch that kind of, build itself and and each phase i know we like it all done in one big swoop but these things take time and you you sometimes for funding reasons i'm sure uh have to kind of do these things as you kind of get the funds to do so and the support to do so and i like that they are bringing those elements of the mississippi state stadium but keeping some of the fan favorites like for now not blocking the parking deck and the you know like people Mm -hmm. like auppl on Twitter, appreciate that very much. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, AU parking lot is where he got the name from. So that's obviously a very keeping the old while making it new is a big thing. Kind of as a final mention here, just since we're talking about other programs, I want to give a shout out to the Auburn volleyball program. Uh, and I, I think I have this correct. This is their first win ever in Gainesville uh, against the Gators recently. They also have another win over South Carolina, I believe, like as of today. They've had an after a very exciting season last year, it's been kind of up and down, riddled with injuries all throughout the season. And now they are still getting these big moments in program history. And and look, you you would say with a program that's maybe not had the most how do you, how would I say this the thorough great history in the sport at least thus far. That maybe doesn't surprise you, but the fact that we're still accomplishing these things while facing maybe some adversity this year is a great thing. So I just want to give a shout out to Coach Crouch, shout out to the girls, and uh, continue to give us the reason to believe and support this program while uh, making their way through maybe a tough stretch and with a young and a talented group. So congratulations to them and obviously a lot of the other programs that are happening right now for fall sports, but winter sports as well, as we'll talk about coming up in just a second. Speaking of which, big two segments coming up here. We are going to talk about some sports still. We're going to mention a little bit of bi-week discussion. What do you talk about during the bi-week? And of course, a little bit of Auburn basketball preseason because it'll be here before you know it. Oh, yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
happy price, price line. It's the bye week. Boy, do we wish it would go goodbye at this point because as much as we love having our heart rate be down, our anxiety be a little bit lower because Auburn football didn't put us on the roller coaster ride that it normally does. Once that Saturday passes by, that itch, the desire to watch football, Auburn football specifically, is back and to talk about it. So I expected to get geared back up this weekend. Let's kind of just hash it out. No set agenda, AJ. Let's talk about bye week stuff, like what's been on your mind, whether it's about football or just how much you missed it or any big discussions that came up uh, during the week in your mind. You guys obviously have talked a lot about it on No Huddle, but I just I'm gonna give you the keyword by week Auburn football go what's on your mind yeah number one injuries you know healing yeah. up injuries way to bring uh, it down already AJ thanks well well I'm I'm taking out of course you know the players getting injured but flip that around you get an extra week by week so those guys can heal up number two if you haven't watched our passing game isn't that great still haven't had a hundred yard game under Hugh Freeze. Well, at least wait, a conference wait, wait, game. Wait, a conference game. I was about to say, we've a had conference one. Game. Yeah. <laughs> I know we threw for, because we've, isn't it weird? We, two last two games, not not getting past 100. The yeah. game before that, first quarterback to hit 300 yards passing, like, in a long time. Isn't that yeah. weird? Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy to me. And, and so I'm trying to, like, figure out where's where are things going. So anyway, if you want to go more in depth of, you know, what we think about, is it all on Peyton Thorne? Is it other things like wide receivers or offensive linemen not doing their job? Yep. I'll, I'll give you a little hint. It's all, <laughs> all <of> the above. <laughs> um, so there, there's lots of things like that. Um, I, I really am excited about the passing game because I think this, you know, essentially Peyton Thorne, think about it, came in, what was it like a couple months before the season starts and has to develop chemistry with these wide receivers and these wide receivers a lot of them transfers new you know that's part of the problem right now and there's reports that a lot of these guys wide receivers are not running the right routes not doing the right stuff well it's not reports we've seen it happen a few times and i'm not trying to place blame like on any specific person but like i think a lot of times when we have these discussions we always point to the quarterback and stuff like that i'm like you know the coach has been telling you that we've had some misalignments and 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 miscues and running the wrong routes and then you'll watch it happen and i'm like guys that, that wasn't the quarterback's fault yep. so just a, a point of note there sorry yep so lots of good stuff um that i think this this bye week you know not only are we going down to louisiana and you get an extra week to prepare for that I mean, you got to think that's great. Uh, you know, think about any time you've got a bye week, that's just that much more film. That's just mu- that much more time to see what they're doing and figure out how to stop it. So, you know, specifically for LSU, they're on fire right now. They have, uh, I think it was like 500 plus yards. You have 551 total yards on offense, every on average. And they've had games like against Ole Miss, 700 yards and you're just like that is just nuts how much you can be able to just you run your offense so i think that's just part of it and uh yeah i think this gives us a a little bit of help not saying that we will win this game but you know upcoming it's it it seems a little bit more doable than i think even um, some auburn fans thought you know even a week or two ago 
I think bye weeks are always a good reset point. Yeah. Um, you know, what was interesting to me about this bye week is that it came a little bit earlier than we're normally used to. And I think we, I don't know who to credit this to from our Wednesday night live streams, but someone pointed out that it seems to always happen on the, is it the seventh or the eighth week. This would be because we played, hold on, our record, let me get it right. We are three and two. Yes. So this would have been week six was the bye week. So we were like a week and change earlier. So maybe you're like, maybe we could have made it, waited one extra week, but think about the gauntlet we have been going through. Yeah. George, you know, obviously we went to Texas A&M and that you can argue whether or not that was a gauntlet or not. It looked like it for us, uh, Georgia. And then you've got LSU and Ole Miss. So when you look at the context of this year's schedule, it's perfectly timed. Mm-hmm. But maybe you know, in a normal year, you hope maybe it's in week seven or week eight, something like that to continue. So injuries that may continue to happen that time to heal up. Obviously, they're getting time to heal up. Now, there's been some injuries that obviously won't heal up in one week that we've already lost for the season. But I think it's a good point for the coaches to reassess what is and isn't working. Yeah, we all know what's not working. <laughs> the passing game. Yep. They know. I think, folks. I think some of y'all missed this. They know that too. No, <laughs> no matter how much you scream on social media, no matter how much you at a coach. And I love that Coach Ron Roberts. He didn't like go after somebody the last game for, you know, at, making a ridiculous statement. But he kind of just said game were you watching we were doing exactly what you were suggesting too it's just so funny to me that like they they see it better than you do too so a lot of time this week for adjustments to me so i think that's probably the key words there in a bye week adjustments in, injuries yes but obviously adjustments need to be made what's the one adjustment aj the one thing that auburn can do better and i'm not just saying pass the ball better i'm taking the easy one and mm-hmm. but if it's something specific about the passing game in your mind if you're the head coach putting on the headphones what would you do to fix it i mean if i was a head coach i'd be getting paid millions of dollars so obviously not me so but... you, take, you would take the check to the bank and then just let it happen you know <laughs> yeah but if i i was put in that position you can tell that, especially for Peyton Dorn right now, he's a little shaky away from Jordan here. Now, that's only been two games, that little small sample size. But if I was them, I would make sure first two drives, don't even give him any passes more than like 10 yards. Say, we're going to just see what we can do, make it happen. If If something happens and there's a broken coverage, great. But if not, we're just going to give them the easy passes and say, this is what you do. And if you do that, you know, Louisiana late at night and you start moving the ball and quieting that crowd helps you a lot. But I think that starts with just the practice and the extra reps that you're going to get right now is to figure out what are the comfortable things right now that he can hit in that 80% kind of range, not you know, lower where we've seen him closer to like the 50 or 55% completions of passes. We need to get him up. And uh, I think that'll kind of balance out the offense too, because obviously our run game is great. Um, and you have to balance that out. So, yeah, I would say for me, if I'm looking for the one adjustment is, 
and it, maybe it's not an adjustment is the right word for me, but in, some of it is also because of injuries that have happened. I'd like some continuity at offensive linemen. And I think there's been some there. I think they said after game three, they, they pretty much had narrowed it down to the seven guys that were going to be rotating in and out. But to me, that's where I would be making any adjustments slash solidification slash addressing is figuring out who gives us the best chance to be successful in all facets of the game. And maybe they're not as good, this group, this seven, these five guys, but seven rotation at, you know, the middle run game, but they give us the best opportunity here. And let's move forward with that way, because that's going to help every single aspect of this offense. It's going to help, you know, continuity for the quarterback, for the wide receivers, for the tight ends, for the running backs. Uh, I know I'm a broken record. Some of y'all have been following this wrong. He's talking about the offensive line again. I am because that's where the game is won. It's as simple as that. I don't know how many times that comes up and people are like, oh yeah, the game was won at the offensive and on the, across the offensive and the defensive yep. line. It really is. It's that simple. Football is a complex game, but it is very simple at its core. So yeah, there are a thousand adjustments. Few, the listeners, the viewers have suggestions on that. Obviously you can share them and, be interested in knowing any of those that you might have, but uh, the coaches are the ones that have all the information. They're operating off of that. Maybe kind of as a final part of our bye week discussion, we always look for things to talk about other than the game because it's not there to talk about. One of the things that popped up early in the bye week, but I think got shut down somewhat. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was this notion that Hugh Freeze may have had a either a slip of the tongue, misspeak, slash just didn't realize he was saying that the Georgia Auburn rivalry may be over every single year? Because he said something to the effect of I'll miss playing that every single year and that intensity and that. And uh, what do you think? I mean, I think it was refuted in a publication or some way like uh, something like that, but. Just the general concept of that popping up right after the Georgia game, too. What What do you think? Anything there about uh, you concerned about it? I mean, there's <laughs> I feel like there can be slips of tongue. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know if he's I feel like he's still kind of new to the rivalry thing at Auburn. Like who like obviously he knew Auburn and Georgia, Auburn, Bama but does he know the true history of everything? Does he know the future? Maybe he's getting some sources that tell him that, but I don't, I think he's still learning because even still he was like, you know, right before the Georgia game, Hey, I don't think there's much of hate between Auburn and Georgia. I'm like, have you met any Auburn versus Auburn and Georgia fans? Like, (laughs) so like, again, he's learning and I'll give him a little bit of grace there. I I think, he's privy to information that we're not privy to. I don't think it was necessarily a slip of the tongue, but just kind of talking in general. And maybe, maybe he was speaking truthfully. Uh, We won't know until we get past this next year with this placeholder schedule, which commissioner Sankey has said that this is to get us to the next phase. So don't get comfortable with everything that you're seeing folks. But I think it is a big concern that the Auburn Georgia rivalry would not be protected. I think going to nine games helps that. Some people want it. Some people don't. I would love it, frankly. Um, just get rid of one of the rinky-dink games after that. I, I really yeah. think it should come down to you have one big opponent to you know your little starter game and then your homecoming game. 
and mm-hmm. and then everybody else's SEC gauntlet. You really free yourself up though. If only, everybody only has one traditional rival though. I don't know that I'm willing to give up the Georgia game though. The the only reason I feel like I'd be somewhat okay is just because how much Georgia has just seemed to own us, and that that part I'm okay with. But as You're we know, up, just AJ, like don't give no, up. no, 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 I'm not giving up. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, as we know, swings happen. You know, yeah. Alabama will no longer, like in the future, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, they won't be as great as they are right now. And sure. same thing with Georgia. I, I, Saban's going to die at some point. So, wow. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> Well, that was that was uh, that, I, that went in a place I didn't think it was gonna go. But I feel right. like I know Harvey Updeck already died, but he might just like dig out of his grave and come come do something in my yard after saying that. I don't know about that. You see me just going off screen here. Just, <laughs> those of you on the on the podcast, you can hear my voice fading away because I'm just trying to get off screen right now because I'm so uncomfortable. You don't want to uh, be associated with uh, I, Harvey Updeck? No. Whatever you know, like <laughs> um, yeah, look. We are just, I think I took this story and as an opportunity for people to drum up interest in a week where there was not much interest. Uh, We'll find out soon enough whether or not this is going to be a reality or not, but it was something I just wanted to kind of get your take on about the Georgia rivalry. Hopefully we'll keep it though, but that's the bye week for you. Always plenty of things to talk about. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Let's talk about Auburn basketball. Bruce Pearl and the boys, obviously, if we have any thoughts on the women's basketball program too, which I'm actually very excited about year three for them. Um, They've taken some great strides over the last two years, and I'm intrigued to see if that trend is going to continue. So you could just call this an Auburn basketball in general preseason discussion, not really a specific Topics we're going to hit, if there's interest on the schedule that you find, AJ, on the roster, or just want to gush about how much you love Bruce Pearl and are happy to see him back in the front of everything again, let's just discuss some preseason Auburn basketball because it'll be a while before we get to dive into that here in October is kind of that last period before it gears up. So yeah, preseason Auburn basketball, what you got? Well, I was looking and I was thinking – isn't SEC Media Day is about to kick off? And sure enough, they are. You got October 18th and 19th. Auburn's already selected Jalen Williams and Janai Broom, which I think are absolutely amazing representatives of what Auburn is. And I, I've I've loved Jalen Williams from the day one when he got to play at Auburn. And my mom's favorite player on this basketball team is Jalen Williams. No, he's my favorite. I will fight oh, okay. anybody. I have fought so many people. For, there can <laughs> you only be fight one, my mom? There can wow, only you're... be one mm. Jalen Williams fanboy or girl, and that is me. Mm. So stay away from my J-Will. I don't know about that. I'm a, I might have to come after him. 
<laughs> he's, he's, he's very easy to love, just not because of what he does on the court, but he just, you know, he exudes Auburn to me. And so that's, I, I love Jay Will. So I'm, I'm happy yeah. you brought him up. Yeah, but. absolutely. Uh, I did look and I was kind of curious because I, I remembered Alan Flanagan left Auburn and I was like, I, I knew he's pursuing somewhere. And then I was like, Oh, he's at Ole Miss. Well, guess what? He's going to be Ole Miss. That. He's going to be Ole Miss's representative, one of them for SEC Media Day. So, hey, Janai and Jalen and Bruce and whoever else will get to see. Well, I guess they might get to. I guess it depends on if they're on the same day. I don't know if it is. It's is it multiple days for basketball? I feel like it was all one day last year. I could be wrong. Uh, last time I saw it was two, but it may honestly be one. I don't Either know. way, I mean, they only have two players. I think that obviously you said two players for yeah. us to talk about and a coach. It's probably spread out amongst two days. Now, when Oklahoma and Texas get here, as with many sports, is everything's <laughs> going to change when they get here. But yeah, spread it out regardless. Just think about SEC media days football next year. Like it's going to be probably instead of four days, five days now, all week mm-hmm. SEC media days. All right. Oh, yeah. Basketball. That dynamic is going to be interesting. Um, I'll be intrigued to see what is and isn't said. And when I say what isn't said, what's said between the lines for Alan Flanagan back to Auburn, Auburn back to, cause you know, those questions. Are oh, coming. for sure. I mean, if you have a representative like Alan Flanagan for so many years, his dad, obviously legacy, Auburn basketball. I mean, everybody, if you're any kind of reporter, you're going to ask the questions between, Hey, what do you think about Auburn? Why'd you decide to leave? You know, those kinds of questions it's bound to happen. And I think Alan has had a pretty good bout, you know, what did he have? Was it ACL? Is that right? I forget exactly what I think it was his knee ankle. Either way, it was, it took him a long time to come back from it. And when I say Mm -hmm. that, like he was back on the court, but we all saw Allen wasn't the same. Yeah, he wasn't driving the ball like he was previously. And that's the kind of stuff I think last year you saw him finally getting back to, I feel like really close to what we saw pre-injury and we'll see what he can do at Ole Miss. It's so weird that he's going to be at Ole Miss, you know, Auburn and uh, Ole Miss basketball has been a little bit at odds over the last year because of, you know, we think back to Marshall Henderson. Oh gosh, please. Very, uh, some flapping I love that, his, dude. And if I lo- love him, I don't like, I mean, I was in the student section when he went over and just like started yelling at us. Like when you said that you loved him, I was about to, no, was sarcasm. Was sec- sarcasm. that was the second time on this episode. You almost got kicked off. So like, <laughs> I mean, you are swinging for the fences here. I got two strikes. So here we go. That dynamic now is going to get really interesting um, as well. I'm just excited um, for this season, especially the non-conference season. There is just a slew of games. Look, um, I think everybody who is a major basketball fan knows that the Maui Invitational is one of the premier preseason things. That's not this year, even though I kept saying last week it was. But in a year where you could say, you know what, next year's non-conference is better because of Maui. I mean, just, just listen to this. You've got Baylor, you've got Notre Dame, either Oklahoma State or St. Bonaventure, two great programs historically, uh, Virginia Tech, App State, who hasn't been terrible at basketball, as my recollection is correct, Indiana and USC, and a lot of those, I don't call them lower, but um, smaller programs. Bruce historically gets a lot of the best ones from there to really push his players. So 
I'm excited for this non-conference season in a, in a big way. And I've already looked at the tickets are going fast. If you haven't gotten them, I'm sorry. I, I was already out of luck. Um, I, I just, I'm excited to watch that. Anything stick out from you from the schedule in general or things you're excited about that? Yeah, I mean, well, even right after that is the Legends Classic where Auburn's going to play uh, Notre Dame. And Notre Dame. That's, that's going to be pretty neat. Um, I still would love, you know, we still have our list in football of teams we still haven't faced. And I, again, Notre Dame's on up there uh, for me. But, you know, lots of kind of just to get ready. But, hey, we've had some that have really challenged us. Um, I can't remember. Was it Penn that was a while ago that kind of challenged us? Penn uh, is a, is traditionally one of those mid-major programs yeah. that it has great stretches. And yeah. that, that could that's that's one that you would want to watch out for. Yeah. And, well, and that's the kind of thing that you want to prepare your team for because it's non-conference. I mean, yeah, it goes towards your record, but build your team up before you get into the SEC play. And that's right before it. I mean, not to mention USC. So mm-hmm. you've got some fun ones. Uh, very exciting. Like lots of fun stuff. I mean, are you going to be going to, have you made your decision on the holiday hoops giving? Oh, stuff oh, in Atlanta? I, I, if you didn't bring it up, I was going to, I, I mean, I haven't bought my tickets yet, but I usually go. Yeah. <laughs> so I better go, just go ahead and buy the tickets before they get outrageous. Indiana too. Wow. That's a good, that's a, that is going to be a, that's going to be a great game. Bruce said, Early on, guys, we got something coming up for holiday hoops giving, meaning the next season, meaning this season that I think y'all are going to want to pay attention to. And he was not kidding. Like, we're playing Indiana in Atlanta in the mm-hmm. holiday hoops giving. And that's it's like a, a home, great, that's like a home game for Auburn. It is. And it's a great venue. Auburn has showed out really well, even though mm-hmm. last year's against Memphis was kind of a disappointing one. Yeah. It's still a great matchup, too. So I'm going to plan on going. I hope AJ, you will too. Uh, maybe we can maybe we can get a little bit of E2C meetup going there or something right. like that. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Um, maybe as like final notes on this discussion. We've talked a little bit of schedule, maybe SEC media days, things like that. What about the roster? You know, we know the big names, Jalen, Janai, mm-hmm. Katie, um, even like Trey Donaldson, Chris Moore. But let me give you some of the new names as well and maybe talk to me about who maybe excites you or maybe who you're just interested to see more of. Aiden Holloway, you've got Chad Baker, Mazzara, Denver Jones, and um, where's he, where's he at on here? Darren Scott and Chaney Johnson. Those would be the main ones there. And I, I've left off some other names as well, but just for sake of time, what sticks out to you about the roster? Yeah. Well, what's cool isn't Jalen Harper, Jared Harper's younger yes. brother, right? Yeah. I mean, just by that, you, yeah, it's pretty neat, right? He's a grad student. Uh, I don't know if he would necessarily get much play time, but it's just neat that he decided to come to Auburn. Would you say that we got Jalen? You could do it. Why not? We got Jalen. Obviously the other big one, and he's already been making some off season waves is Aiden Hallway. I mean, he, there was, I think was, I'm pretty sure it was him. He was making like 10, a dozen, like three pointers from the logo. And I was just like, when was the last time we've had a guy that consists that can consistently shoot long threes or any threes for that matter? And if Aiden Holloway can be that guy for us, obviously he's just in a gym doing his thing. But like if he's guarded and he can consistently make threes, man, that's that's exciting. And, yeah. and what's neat was, you know, Bruce said, 
in the first scrimmage, which was, uh, I think it was about a week ago that we were shooting about 50% from three. So good sign. If you're shooting 50% from three, you're going to win a lot of games. I like it a lot. I like it. I like it. What I'm hearing is definitely something that a lot of Auburn fans have wanted to hear better shooting. We'll see if it translates on the field. Um, Obviously there's a lot to be excited about, whether it's the schedule, whether it's you like media days, whether it's you're just excited about some of these new names, we will see obviously a new season means new opportunities and it will be geared up here before you know it. And we just want to spend a little bit of time getting excited for it during a little bit of a bye week for football. That's going to do it for this episode of the Auburn Experience Podcast, episode 53. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you want to find me on social media, you can find my personal X. It's weird. Uh, at Kyle Loomis 24 follow ETC Network anywhere. YouTube, Facebook, X, Twitter. That's the same thing. Um, TikTok, <laughs> all of the things. Where can they find you, AJ? You can find me on X. Still feels weird. Uh, at AJYJY underscore. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Till we talk to you again, War Eagle. War Eagle.